let's just say that 60 people requested my services, I would be drowning True. in work. It that's a lot of people, but because of society and you see influencers that get 8,000 likes on a picture, it can, you know, you compare yourself. But if I had 60 people in a year for styling clients, I would consider that a very successful year for myself. So I like to kind of put things into perspective that way too. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Flavor of Fashion podcast. I'm your host, Belle, and this week I'm joined by San Diego-based personal stylist, Paulina Lisette. Some of my favorite parts of this interview include Paulina's new fall-winter styling guide, as well as her experience styling an Olympic athlete for the F1 race in Miami this past year. She also shares her interest in creative directing, as well as some awesome travel and packing tips for the holidays. I really admire that she goes the extra mile with her clients and putting together a story with the pieces that she chooses for them and making sure that it represents the person and that they feel confident in what they're wearing. I hope you enjoy the episode and let's get into it. Hi, Paulina. Welcome to the Flavor of Fashion podcast. It's so great to have you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So to get started, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself like your background, where you're from, maybe like your fitum story or what you studied um, and what you're up to these days. Yeah. So I went to fitum. That's where you and I met. Um, and that was honestly what got me just the most exposure to all the different aspects of like the creative industry, the fashion industry. And I don't know. I, I remember I was going in thinking that I wanted to be an interior designer because at the time I was like, okay, I love um, redecorating my room. I love putting things together. I think that's where I have more skills. Um, and I thought I wanted to be an interior designer. And then I went in, I went in for my interview that you do at FITM with the counselors. And they were like, have you ever heard of the major visual communications? And that's kind of such a broad major where you get to do, I feel like a little bit of all of the other majors. And that's what spoke to me the most because at the time, like I said, I wanted to be an interior designer, but I also knew that I always loved putting outfits together. I liked looking at other people's outfits in high school and stuff. So um, I don't know. I felt like that opened up a lot of doors for me. It really opened my eyes into the industry. So from there, what made me, I feel like, be the most sure that I wanted to work in fashion is I had a fashion styling class there. and that just kind of spoke to me the most out of every other class that I had there. My curriculum was based off of staging um, for interiors and stuff like that. And as even though I knew I loved it, like I said, that was something I had an interest in. That fashion styling class just really stuck out to me the most. And at FITM, I feel like, um, I don't know, you kind of want to dress up just because everybody else loves fashion too. So that's just where I had the most fun, I think, was putting outfits together and stuff like that. Um, so that really opened up the doors for me. And from there, I was working in retail and I knew I wanted to do something more. I wanted to do more of the behind the scenes stuff. I didn't know how or what that meant. And so from there, I got into visual merchandising for retail. And at that same position, which was at White House Black Market, I was also a stylist there. And Technically, it's still being a sales associate, 
but they call them stylists because you have a client book, you have people that come specifically for you, you know, you get commissioned, you put outfits together for the clients, you set up their fitting room. And that was when I really knew that this is what I meant to do. I loved, like I said, putting outfits together for these people. I liked trying to read their personality and who they were based off of just the way that they spoke to me, the connection that we had, um, you know, the style, the things that they were picking out for themselves. You can just tell a lot by that. And I loved it. I love the connection with people that way. And it just really spoke to me. So from there, um, I kind of stuck with styling ever since. Very cool. So are you doing styling full-time now, or do you also have another role in addition to your personal business? I work full-time, not in styling. I work in fashion merchandising, actually, um, which I I do really love. And my job is very, they thankfully, we get along great, and I love it. They're very flexible, and they're willing to work with me. So um, we also have at my company, we have an in-house uh, brand, and it's activewear. And so they know my background. They know what I love doing. That's kind of my, I don't want to, it's like my passion is styling. And so they knew that. And the in-house brand is fairly new. I started at this company in 2019 and it was barely, they were coming out with like their own branded t-shirts and now it's a whole women's and men's line. So I've been able to see it since the beginning and knowing my background, knowing what I like doing, I just kind of asked if I could start going to the photo shoots because we don't have it's, a, it's pretty small. So we didn't have um, like a team for the in-house brand. So I thought that would be my in. So now I get to go um, to the photo shoots and I get to, I get to work with the models. Um, I get to help pick out the location. I get to style them and everything. And I went to Dallas last year for like a collaboration for one of our photo shoots. Um, so yeah, so I work in merchandising, but that's also a part of my job that really has nothing to do with merchandising, but, um, it's just what I asked if I could help out with and I can. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. We actually were taking, um, uh, like well-known fabrics from different brands and we were making it even better. And it was nice to be a part of that and learning the behind the scenes. Since I said, like, I love styling, um, I liked getting to know the way that clothing is being made and the material since I never learned that in school. Um, so now with my position, I like it because I get to know how the clothes are being made and the way that they're being made to fit everybody's bodies. It's really interesting. Very cool. And do they um, source overseas or like is production overseas or is it local? The production company that we work with is in LA. Um, I want to say they make most of it either here or in, I think there's certain fabrics that we will purchase from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Um, but I believe everything's being manufactured here in LA. Very cool. Yeah. That's fun. So tell us about your styling business. Um, maybe some of like the services and products that you offer. I know you recently put out like a fall style guide. Mm -hmm. uh, love to hear more about that. Yeah. So with my personal styling, um, I have, it's virtual personal styling. Um, so I have like five different services that I offer for that. Um, the virtual wardrobe rebuild, that is the most commonly used service. And my, my clientele, I like helping people find their personal style. So for people that don't really know 
what that even means um, for people that don't know what to wear every day. They stressed out, they get overwhelmed with shopping. That's, I feel like my target client. So the virtual wardrobe rebuild service is for people exactly like that, that get overwhelmed shopping. They don't know what their style is. And I teach them how to do all of that. And I will put together a lookbook for them. I'll usually do, depending on the client, everybody's different, but I'll usually do four outfits and they're completely shoppable. Um, you can click on them for, and it'll take you to the links, everything. I'll send you links for everything to shop. And yeah, I'll typically do a mood board about four to six, um, completely shoppable looks. And then after that, I'll send you more options just based off of things that we feel like you're missing in your closet. Some people could be, they need more basic tops, some people's shoes, you know, everybody's different. Um, so yeah, that is the most commonly used service. And then I also do virtual vacation styling. Some people um, want to buy like a whole new wardrobe for their vacation. So I love helping with that. That's actually what I, I love doing that one. I think it's so fun because I feel like people have an alter ego coming out for that and it's cool. Um, so I have that one. I have virtual special event styling. That's for like a wedding guest, um, a cocktail party um if you have like a speech coming up at work something like that and then I also will offer both um the special event styling and then the wardrobe rebuild in person so I also have those two in person in San Diego and then yeah like you said um just the beginning of this month on October 3rd either October 3rd or 4th but I released my virtual fall winter style guide and that is something I'm so proud of. It just, I don't know where the idea kind of sprung from, but I realized that hiring a personal stylist isn't in any, in a lot of people's budgets. And that's why I feel like I've always kept my prices pretty low compared to other personal stylists that I've seen, you know, they'll charge like $300 and mine's uh 59 for the wardrobe rebuild um, because my whole reason why I started in the first place is because I always thought that style doesn't have, you don't have to be rich to have a good style. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I see a lot of people on TikTok saying that too. They're like, oh, I wish I could dress like this, but I'm broke. And I really don't think that that would affect the way that you dress. I think that's just something that you can be taught and you can learn how to do. Um, and so that's kind of my whole thing here. And so when I started the fall winter, or when I created the fall winter style guide, um, it's only $11 and everything's shoppable. I kept everything relatively affordable. Um, there are certain things, it's, you know, that's just higher and things like boots, for example, it's kind of hard to find boots under like $50, but I kept everything relatively affordable. And I know that's subjective, but yeah, that's just the type of clientele that I have. That is uh, why I started in the first place. And I'm really proud of that one. I think it could reach a lot of people. It could, um, I don't know. I think that one will sit with a lot of people. That's awesome. I'm really excited to check it out. And, um, where is that available for purchase? Uh, I have it on my Etsy shop. I haven't linked on my Instagram. Um, I have the link in my bio, but my Etsy shop, I believe it's just called Paulina Lisa media, awesome. but yeah, I also have that link on my Instagram bio. Okay. Perfect. And are you planning to do more of these in the future? Like maybe a spring, summer one or like a holiday one, or are you just 
testing this one out first and kind of seeing. I'd I'd love to do it, but I am also testing this one out because I've never done it before, just to see how it sits with people. Um, and I was doing the whole seven days of fall outfits to promote this. So yeah, I mean, I love doing it. I would be happy to do it again. I was even considering doing one for just basics. Just if you're starting out your wardrobe, what should you buy first? What do you, what should you have in your closet first to get started? So I've been thinking about doing that one next. Very cool. So I had two different questions related to what you're just talking about. So are there any specific like recent projects that you want to talk about maybe like a special event styling I saw that you did an f1 event which is super cool so maybe Mm. you want to talk about that or just like any recent project that you really enjoyed yeah okay so uh, on top of the fall winter style guide that is what I'm most proud of but second is um yes there is this girl um her name's Sarah Douglas she's an Olympic athlete for Canada their sailing team And, um, I actually reached out to her because I saw that she followed me and I was like, oh my God, I feel like this would be such a great opportunity as if she had an appearance coming up or something, if I could style her. So yeah, I messaged her and she is the sweetest person ever. I was obviously so very nervous. Um, I've never worked with somebody that, you know, has eyes on them and, I just thought it would be a great opportunity and I couldn't pass that up. And she's just, like I said, the sweetest person ever. We got along super well and we were just trying to figure out what does she have coming up that I could help her help her with that she doesn't, she would need help styling with. And it was F1 in Miami and it was so cool. I did so much research on F1. I've heard of it. Obviously I'm not a, like into racing not for me but um I was doing a lot of research and seeing the way that people dress so I was I saw that um Bella Hadid had been there a lot and so I was getting a lot of inspo from the things that she would wear and then on top of that mixing that and with what fits Sarah as a person so that one was really 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 cool I love doing that one gotcha yeah that was really awesome to see congrats (laughs) on that thank you going back into like wardrobe styling or like creating your own wardrobe. So do you have any like tips on how to build your own wardrobe or find your own personal style? I think that the first step would be to take out things in your closet that you haven't worn in like a year. Um, When I first started on my style journey, I had a lot of prints in my closet that I hated. I am not now I know because I know my personal style. I am not one with for prints. It doesn't fit who I am as a person. And I was trying to get that to be who I was because that's what I saw a lot of people wearing at the time and you want to fit in. And um, yeah, when I just realized that that wasn't who I was and I was never gravitating towards those pieces, it was just taking up space. And I was also wasting my money spending you know money on these pieces that I didn't even like I just thought somebody else would and so yeah just taking out the pieces that you haven't worn that don't make you feel good you don't feel confident and beautiful in just take those out make space for things that you do feel great in that's it's huge I think people don't realize how dressing really affects your mood 
yeah, I would, I take that part very seriously. Um, I, I just feel like if I'm not doing well, like mentally, and I'm like, okay, I really need to spice things up. I feel like I need to make myself cheer up. I really feel like putting on a good outfit just will completely make me feel way more confident. And that all starts with taking out things in your closet that don't give you that feeling. So I would say that. And then the next step would probably be um, figuring out some sort of color scheme for yourself. I like to stick to about a five color rule um, throughout all of your closet. I know that doesn't sit with everybody. And that's just what works for me because I am a minimalist when it comes to my style. But I know there are some people that are a maximalist and they love colors and they love print. So that doesn't apply for everybody. But I will say that it may be a good place to start if you are starting your style journey and you don't really know who you are yet. I think that would be a good place to start. I love that you mentioned like being true to yourself and authentic to what you like and what looks good on you. Yeah, it's kind of hard because of all the trends and like with social media, you see what other people are wearing. I feel like it's just human nature is what we do. Um, yeah, just, it's, it's really important to stay true to yourself right now. Right. I totally agree. And it's like, if you see a trend that you like, that you feel like fits with your wardrobe already, it's like, pull that, but yeah, Yeah, exactly. Blocking out the rest of the noise. Mm -hmm. I know that you said your style is very minimal and Mm -hmm. like limited color palette. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's very neutral, minimal, timeless and classic and I will say that it weirdly enough, I always knew that this is how I wanted to dress, but at the time it like, let's just say 2016, I feel like when trends were completely different to what they are now, you didn't see people wearing um, slacks casually and people were wearing like galaxy leggings, let's just say, (laughs) Um, and just, you know, people were wearing like brighter colors in 2016. And I remember thinking like, I really don't like this but it's what everybody else is wearing. And I feel weird wearing all black. You know, I feel weird just wearing a plain white t-shirt. Everybody was wearing stripes and tie dye and things like that. And I just wanted to fit in. And I thought that me liking this type of style was so plain. So it just feels good to know where I am. And it also makes me kind of happy that this style is what's kind of trending. And I don't fall into trends really ever anymore now that I know who I am and I know what my style is but it's just funny it hasn't even been that long it's been like six years since 2016 and it's the styles and the trends are just completely different (laughs) I totally agree yeah Yeah. how has your hometown so you're from San Diego correct Mm -hmm. as well as like your Latina background how has that Mm -hmm. shaped you as a person and influenced your own personal style So I am Mexican and in our culture, I feel like it's typical for the women to be dressed up a lot. Um, You will typically always leave the house with gold jewelry on um, with a slick back ponytail and you will have not a lot of makeup, but you will look, you'll look clean and put together. That was just kind of our culture um, to always look presentable because for us, it was we were being told that you're representing your family. So, you know, you always want to look good and presentable and clean. So that's where I think my love for looking, for putting things together, for looking a certain way, for wanting to come off as presentable and just for, I think, caring about the way I was being 
presented. That's where that kind of came from. And on top of that, it's funny because I feel like right now when I was saying, oh, um, I used to think this was very plain. It's because that's what I was being told from my family. Um, if you go down anywhere in Mexico, everything's just bright. The houses are bright. Everything's just, you know, there's detail in everything. And my style is the complete opposite of that. So it's weird. I don't know how that would have came about, but I don't know. It almost made me realize like as much as I love my culture and my family and where I'm from, I still also love this part of me too. And that's okay. Yeah. I love that you can like pull bits and pieces from your traditions and culture, but then like still be true to yourself and have your own sense of style. Yeah. And for us too, at least in my family, I don't want to speak for all of the Hispanics, but for my family, it was huge to wear jewelry. You would never Mm -hmm. leave the house without earrings. And it's pretty typical for a like three month old baby to have their ears pierced. Um, I know a lot of babies will get their ears pierced when they're still in the hospital. They haven't even gone home yet. It's just, yeah, it's just the way that we are. And I know I had my ears pierced when I was like, I think five months old. So jewelry is huge for me. I love talking about jewelry with my clients because I really think accessorizing and jewelry specifically can just shape your outfit completely. So the jewelry part has just always stuck with me. You will never see me leaving the house without earrings on at the very least. It's earrings and a necklace for me. And I will always have these two bracelets on. And if I leave the house without earrings, it's like the end of the world for me. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I will yeah. I will turn around to get my earrings again. So jewelry is huge for us. Yeah, I went out the other day without any rings on. I was like, I literally feel like vulnerable it's, right now. Yes, I feel naked. Yeah. You need <laughs> some kind of accessory on to make you feel mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. So are there any like specific brands that you love to shop? It could even be like jewelry related. If you have any favorite jewelry brands, I know that you plug, is it Beads by Tara? Yes. In your Instagram oh my God. Lot. I love her. So I am like an ambassador for Beads by Tara now, but it didn't start off that way because she, I think I started following her when she had um, like 15,000 followers. And this was during the pandemic, I think, when she launched. I don't remember exactly, but that's when I found her, at least, was during the pandemic. Um, and I was on the hunt. At the time, I was trying to find better jewelry, better quality jewelry, but that didn't cost a fortune. Like, for example, I love Missouri. I think their jewelry is beautiful. Um, it's timeless. And I think it's something you could have in your closet for years and years and years because the quality is amazing but some of the things that I liked were out of my price range like I didn't want to spend over a hundred dollars on small gold hoops let's just say and as much as I love Missouri it just it wasn't and still isn't in my price range so I was looking for jewel other jewelry brands and I came across um Boriana which I still think is really great but um the quality I've learned a lot about gold jewelry since finding Beats by Tara um and the quality difference is a lot of Goryana pieces are gold plated which is fine but I was looking for pieces that I could never take I wouldn't have to take off without it being tarnished like I said 
my family, we grew up wearing jewelry all the time. I never take these off. Mm-hmm. And I have a necklace on too that I never take off. That's just the way I was raised. And so I wanted jewelry that could allow me to do that. And I learned that gold filled jewelry is the way to go. It's the affordable alternative to solid gold. And that's, it's way better than gold plated and beads by Tara. Most of her pieces are gold filled, which is why I was really excited. And like a necklace that the one that I'm wearing right now, a necklace like that will typically be like, I don't know, let's just say between like 40 and $70. Um, These bracelets, I believe they were like 35 each. All of my rings are from her too. Just almost everything that I'm wearing is from Beats by Tara. It's just, she's a sweetheart. She's a small business owner in San Francisco. She's just amazing. And I learned so much about jewelry. So I will continue to plug her (laughs) because I just really love what she stands for. And she buys all of her jewelry and we'll try it on herself first for months. She'll give it to herself and to friends and family. And if it doesn't pass her little tarnishing test, then she will just not release it. So love these by Tara so much. And so from that, because I was such a diehard like customer, um, she asked me to be an ambassador. So that was really cool. Oh, that's super awesome. Yeah. And you have like a discount code or something too. Maybe I'll yes. see if we can add it in the description if you want to share it. Yeah, it's BBT Paulina 10. It's 10% off your first order. Perfect. I'll add it in the description too, in case anyone wants to take advantage of that deal. Thank you. Yeah. You also be supporting Paulina, I'm guessing. <laughs> cool. Do you have any favorite fall or I guess now that we're going to be getting into winter too, maybe like fall or winter fashion trends or holiday looks that are like go-tos for you? I feel like you can't go wrong with a chunky sweater and like a little plaid skirt and tights and knee-high boots. I feel like it's just a, such a classic. Um, but I live in San Diego, so we don't get super cold weather here. But um, I will say one of my favorite fall and winter fashion hacks, I believe actually me and you talked about this. It was the sheer tights, but the inside is um, fleece. Yeah, I think you sent me the link for it. I still need yes. to order them because I forgot to order them, but it's going to be so <laughs> cold in Nashville soon. Yeah, I no, I swear it is the best hack ever. And they have different skin tones, which I love. And it's just, I swear that was the best hack ever. I loved, I love it. They're really warm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I definitely need to try them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the ones I sent you were like $17 too. So they're affordable. Yeah, super affordable. Awesome. I can also link those in the description if anyone wants to. Yeah. Let me know if you need the link again. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other favorite brands to shop either in person in San Diego or, or even just Southern California in general or online that are like your go-tos for pieces in your wardrobe? Right now it's Abercrombie. Um, I, they just completely did a 180 there (laughs) with their style. It's just, it's insane that I used to shop there when I was like 12. And then now here I am again, back at Abercrombie, but it's just, their quality is insanely good for the price point right now. It's, I love it so much. Some of the things are pretty expensive, not going to lie. Like I got a jacket from there and it was $98, but I only got it because I had a good, they had a good sale. It was 20% off. So, um, yeah, so 
their price point is a little bit higher, I will say for certain things, but for basic pieces, and if if you're willing to invest a little bit more to have pieces that are good quality, I think Abercrombie is a great place to start. I also um, really love Everlane. Everlane has the best basics ever, and they're sustainable. It is such an amazing company. I believe they're also based out of San Francisco, actually. Um, Everlane, I really love. Let's see, too. Zara, you can't go wrong with, but it's a hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't really recommend, I don't really recommend any of my clients when I'm making their lookbook, I hardly will ever send them links from Zara because it's just, you never know. Yeah, on, right now I'm going to say it's Abercrombie and Everlane. I'm trying to think what else right now. Those are my top. How is your style influenced by social media and what are your favorite apps or maybe like certain accounts to look for trend spotting um, and like just researching outfits and such right now I really love TikTok for this um, I follow a lot of other fashion influencers and I like seeing what they're wearing um, I also love Pinterest for this sometimes I'll scroll through my explore page on Instagram but I will say that I am not a huge fan of the way of the styles and the trends right now that are I feel like going going around right now, it's just not for me right mm-hmm. now. So I feel like Pinterest is my way. Pinterest and TikTok are my way to go right now because it's very curated to me. And I feel like Instagram is a lot more general. So Pinterest, I think, is a great place because there's just endless amount of pictures and you can just keep going and going and going and until you find something that you like. Pinterest is great. I love Pinterest boards for this I, this purpose. And it's fun to just scroll through and um, see the way your style has changed. <laughs> I like doing that for my Pinterest boards. I like seeing even from a year ago. I'm like, I don't think I would wear that now. Yeah. So I think those are great places. If you're trying to figure out what your personal style is, it's great to have the visual and to pick out things from different outfits to see what you like. I think that's a great place to start is Pinterest. Definitely. I totally love Pinterest as well mm-hmm. for outfit inspiration. And I've checked out some of your boards and they're really cute. I will thank you. Thank them as well. There will be lots of links. In this they- <laughs> yeah. And then TikTok is, is also really good too, because you, I, I personally really love making the videos where it'll be, let's just say one black mini skirt and five different ways. I think that's great because with Pinterest, you know, you're getting mostly pictures um, and you would have to, I don't know. I feel like sometimes the search thing on Pinterest is a little funky. So I don't know. I also love TikTok for outfits ideas and I love Pinterest to pick things from each outfit. Gotcha. Yeah. Are there any like must have basics that you have in your closet that you would recommend to like most people I would guess? Yes, for this season right now, um, leather bottoms, whether that's leggings or pants or a skirt, I would just say anything leather for the bottom I think is great right now. Um, I think everybody needs a good pair of comfortable black booties too because they can just go anything and white sneakers super important I think comfortable ones and ones that are also 
on the nicer end, not price point wise, but just that they look nicer than an athletic shoe would. That is really important. I think to have basic t-shirts, long sleeve and short sleeve that are flattering for your body type, super important because once you have that, you could just build outfits and outfits on top of that. Absolutely. I love all the style tips. Do you have any advice for someone wanting to get started in the fashion industry or maybe become a personal stylist? For personal styling, um, I do know that there are a lot of great courses um, instead of getting like a whole degree. I don't think it's really necessary, but they have great courses at FIT for, I believe they call it image consulting for beginners or something like that. Um, but they have really great courses at FIT if you want to take one of those. And I, they're online. I think they're like six weeks. Um, that would be a really great place to start if you want to learn more. There's also really great YouTube channels that can teach you about personal style. Um, one that I love is Dearly Bethany. She's a great one. Um, yeah. And then if you want to work in the fashion industry, I will say... I think e-commerce is a great way to get your foot in the door because it's huge. It's still a growing industry. And I, I feel like you could always, they could always use help in every aspect of an e-commerce company. So I think that would be a really great place to get into a fashion industry. If you want to pick out a company that you've always been a big fan of, that would be a really good place to start, I think. like specific fashion influencers that you follow that you like to pull inspiration from? Let's see. Off the top of my head, no. (laughs) Oh, that's not true. I do have one. I really love, her name is Charlotte Olivia. Mm -hmm. Um, Her Instagram handle is I am Charlotte Olivia. Her style is very similar to mine. Um, but she's based in London. I love any UK fashion influencer. I love their style and I wish I could live there because I think I would fit right in. That's awesome. Yeah. I saw that you went to Ireland earlier this year, correct? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I felt like my, everything that I've been dressing for, it was just meant for it to be, for me to be there. I don't know. I just was like, I'm going to fit right in. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, those <laughs> outfits were really cute. Thanks. Anyone listening should definitely go check them out for some like fall winter outfit inspo. I know it was nice because like I said, here it doesn't ever get like below 60 degrees really. Right. So I don't know. I have a bunch. I have a whole coat closet of jackets and people always make fun of me. They're like, you live in San Diego. Why do you have that? But because I wish I wish I lived somewhere that was a lot colder and I could I still wear them don't get me wrong I love them but it just looks a little funny because here everybody even if it's raining people will be wearing flip-flops so (laughs) very true yeah are there any specific spots that you frequent in San Diego so it could be like fashion related or even just like restaurants or anything that you could recommend to listeners For fashion related, 
Um, there's two main malls here in like the central San Diego area. It's uh, Fashion Valley and UTC. I love Fashion Valley. I think it is the best mall. They have a little bit of everything. And then UTC is also a really great mall. They have an Aritzia. I know a lot of people love Aritzia. Um, they have a lot of the same stores that Fashion Valley does plus like 30 more stores. So it's huge. Um, so you'll probably find me a lot shopping around, just walking around. And yeah, I also like just going to the mall just to see what's going on with styles these days. So I think that's a really fun place to go is looking at what these um, companies are putting out. So yeah, that's, those are my two favorite places or malls to go to. And for like nightlife restaurant things, I love going to Little Italy in downtown here. Um, it's really close by to me. So you'll usually find me trying a new Italian restaurant there. And I also just go to the beach a lot, even if it's cold. I just, I love going on beach runs. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you with um, just like going to the mall to check out what's there. Like, what are the new trends? Mm-hmm. What are these brands putting out just to see and get like some outfit inspiration? You don't have to shop like you can't. No, yeah, you can. But um, just seeing what's there. And I feel like that's something they talked about a lot at FITM in some of like our trend classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, just going and seeing the physical garments in person, like touching them and feeling the materials and like, yeah actually experiencing it in person um, can teach you a lot about fashion as well. Yeah. And then with my major too, we did a lot of visual merchandising and window displays. So I love seeing window displays, for example, the Nordstrom in Fashion Valley, their window displays are insane. They're so beautiful. And I love looking at that because there's a whole, like when we were building our window displays in FITM, it was based off of trends that were happening that season that were forecasted like three plus years ago. Um, and so I like seeing what they're taking that's trending right now and how they're turning it into a whole display. I find it very fascinating. And I feel like a lot of people, they'll just kind of walk past. They don't pay attention to the window displays. But if you really just take a second to look at them, you can really, there's a story there. And I find that so fascinating. I totally agree. I think it's nice to be able to like go and just like appreciate the art mm-hmm. and in the window displays or in the visual merchandising inside the store and like yeah and analyzing like if yeah. you're in the fashion industry I feel like you have this a little bit of a different perspective when you're shopping because you're like oh look at the layout of the store like mm-hmm. is in the back so that I have to like walk through the entire store before yeah. I check out or like I know the new stuff's up front or whatever to draw you in so yeah I know that's why I like that I learned about that stuff too because I like knowing why they did something so you can see you know if something's in the front that's something that's brand new that they want people to buy and then like the stuff in the back you know they're trying to get rid of and all that I don't know I I think it's really cool definitely I totally agree do you have any upcoming content planned I don't know if you have anything that you're like willing to share yet but um maybe for holidays or upcoming seasons um I'm putting out a bunch of Halloween costume ideas right now um this is my favorite holiday and like I said I feel like my target audience is people that don't know how to shop for themselves so when I'm putting out the Halloween costume ideas on TikTok I'm showing screenshots of the pieces that I think would make your outfit look good and it's it's things with good reviews I'm not putting out like crappy quality stuff either um so I love doing that. I think that's really fun. Um, so yeah, that's been coming out right now. 
And then after that, I'm probably going to continue with more of the fall outfits, especially with Thanksgiving coming up. Those videos always do well for me. Um, people want to dress up for Thanksgiving when they visit their families. And I feel like this is where a lot of people's inner Blair Waldorf from Gossip Girl will want to come out. And I don't know, I like putting outfits together for this time of year. I think this is where I thrive. And this is where I just feel the most creative and I could come up with so many different outfits. And I like just creating the content for that. So that will be coming. And then last year, I really love doing this and it was received very well. Um, doing specific like like holiday activity outfit ideas. I did one for ice skating. I did one for going to a Christmas tree farm. I did one for Christmas shopping, uh, like stuff like that. I feel like it's really fun. Yeah, I love all those like super specific outfits mm-hmm. um, for like events that you might be going to this season. And then, you know, someone will see it and they can put their own spin on it or like yeah. more of their own personal style. But just having that inspiration is fun. Yeah. And I think, too, that's a good place um, for people that are trying to find their personal style, too, is to follow people that create content like that, because then I feel like it'll start getting your brain thinking oh, I don't have that, but she's done it with four. She's used that shirt for four different outfits. And I really like the way it looks. I think it would fit me. Maybe I should find something like that too. Totally. So I think that's a really good tip too. Yeah. And just being exposed to like so many different types of style and like mm-hmm. different things and being like, okay, like, what do I like? What do I not like? What looks yeah. like? And just kind of figuring out um, your own personal style that way. Yeah. What are your future plans um, for like career goals? What um, like direction do you want to go in? Or like, um, how are you planning to continue building your personal styling business and your personal brand going into the future? So career goals, I feel like this kind of will tie in with my personal styling goals. Um, Thankfully, I'm still young, so I have a lot of time to figure out life and all that. But um, something about being a creative director I don't know for what I don't know when that will be I don't know if that means like starting my own brand one day I don't know if that means for another company um that's for me to figure out later but something about being a creative director has always stuck out to me I like I feel like when I have a vision um I know how I want it to come to life and I want to be a part of making that come to life. You know, I want to bring the vision to life. And I just remembered um, in FITM when we were given projects, we were given pretty much no direction. We were just being told, okay, you have a window display to build and your theme is, um, it's for, let's just say, I had one project for um, FITM. It was a window display project and our theme was um, sheer because it, that was like the top trend for spring and summer. And I think this was 2018 and they're like, you, this is what you have been training to do. Go for it. And we just built something out of nothing. And that's where I felt so excited about. And right now with my current job, when we have photo shoots, you know, we know the products that are coming out and then it's up to us to create a whole story around it. So creative directing, I think is just so much fun I think it's so interesting it doesn't even feel like work it just feels like that was something that I was always meant to do so 
something with that, like I said, I don't know what that will turn into. I don't know what that will mean one day. We will see. But um, I would love to be a creative director of some sort one one day. And yeah, so for my personal styling, I feel like I get to do kind of that right now. I will take somebody who doesn't know anything about their style and I will turn a whole lookbook or I'll create a whole lookbook into, you know, from nothing almost. So yeah, I feel like those kind of go hand in hand. Very cool. I love like the um, creative freedom and being a creative director, like an art director and just kind of like yeah. coming up with something. Yeah. I definitely think a lot of classes that fit in were like coming up with something from nothing and mm-hmm. it's a lot more like art and design based than I think people would think like it's, oh yeah, but there's so much more that goes into it. And I think like the design process is pretty like similar across the board. Yeah. And I just like knowing all of the different teams and steps that it takes to build something um just from going to school and from working I can see that it takes a, an army to create a whole brand and I think that's really cool I agree and it's super rewarding to like have your hand in a little of everything too and mm-hmm. the whole process of it coming together yeah like okay so when I was styling that girl um Sarah Douglas for the F1 event in Miami she was saying she's like I never know what to buy for myself I kind of will just throw things together and for that specific event uh, she was going with her boyfriend's company and they were all very fancy you know she had to be dressed up and she's like I don't dress like that on the daily I don't know what to do and it was just cool finding somebody who didn't know what they were what they wanted to wear they didn't know what would look good on them anything And then you can just create a whole lookbook from that. And then I also had a call with her to see the outfits. I I think we did three, I believe. I don't remember. It might've been three, but um, we tried on the outfits together. We would swap things. I would show her how to do the jewelry. So I just saw all the steps. And then from when she went to F1 and seeing the pictures of how she looked and she just looked so confident and just seeing the vision that I had come to life. It's just, I don't know. It's just a different feeling. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I agree. It's such a rewarding experience. I was actually talking about this with my friend Kinsey, who is also a a wardrobe um, stylist. Mm-hmm. And she's mentioning how just like being able to help someone feel confident in what they're wearing and like good about who they are and just feel like, you know, great when they show up to an event or something. Yeah, yeah it feels good. Rewarding experience and like so much more than just the clothes and the fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's not even about the clothes anymore. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I just became super close with people after I helped style them. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's awesome. So do you have any like travel tips for packing for the holidays? Yes. I love this. I don't even know where to start. First of all, this is going to going to be an easy one, but packing cubes have saved my life. When I went to Ireland, it was very cold, like 40 to 50 degrees, which is very cold for me. And so it was very cold over there. And I only had a carry-on suitcase. I had two carry-ons, like a duffel and then a rolling. And just the things you have to pack to go to somewhere that's colder, they're heavier, they're bigger pieces. It's not like going to Hawaii where you're wearing shorts and tank tops. Everything's just thicker and it's bigger. And packing cubes truly saved my life, just safe or space saving. And on top of that, 
I will create uh, for myself, and this also goes hand in hand with my virtual vacation styling service that I will help people with, but um, I will create a whole lookbook for myself on Google Slides so that I know not to overpack. I know the outfits that I have. So if I'm over there and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to wear, I will have all the outfits that I created on my Google Slides. Um, I've seen people doing this with the new iPhone update. You can also create like a whole sheet for yourself like that too, which is cool. But um, yeah, I'll just stick to Google Slides. And yeah, I'll put outfits together. I'll lay everything out to make sure it looks good. I'll try it on, take a picture of it. And yeah, I just, I'm also the type of traveler that I kind of have an itinerary. I know what I'm doing. So that's really helpful. <laughs> so I know what to um, style myself for. I know what type of pieces to bring. So yeah, that's the biggest thing on honestly is having packing cubes. So you can stuff as much as you want into a small space and planning out your outfits before. I totally agree. That's a really great tip to plan out your outfits because I feel like packing is something that a lot of people including myself will leave till kind of like the last second. And then <laughs> what do I want to bring? What's yeah. be like, what am I going to wear? And then mm-hmm. I'm kind of someone who's like, maybe I want to decide the day of like what I'm feeling or what the weather's like, if it changes, but like just having at least some go-to outfits already planned, I feel like is helpful for yeah. stress too when like, travel- yeah, it's stressful. I feel like traveling or packing is just stressful for a lot of people because you know, if you're going somewhere far away, you are like thinking worst case scenario, you want to plan for all these things that are probably never going to happen. So <laughs> you'll just overpack. Um, yeah. So like I said, I'm the type of person that will have a plan when I go traveling and I'll be checking the weather for like a month in advance. So I could start noticing the patterns and things like that. Um, cause I don't want to overpack. I hate overpacking. So yeah, I feel like just having some sort of game plan is will help and it'll go such a long way. This was one other question I forgot to ask earlier, but mm-hmm. what does your typical work day look like in terms of like when you're doing content creation days or like um, styling calls with clients? Yeah, so that all that stuff will happen after my nine to five. Um, the great thing about my job, actually, it's not a regular nine to five. It's a full time job, and I, but I get to work from home, which is great. And, um, I also have the flexibility. All I have to do is work the eight hours in a day. It could be from six to two 30, or it could be, you know, nine to five, if I want it to be as long as I do my eight hours. Um, so I love the flexibility with that because if I know I have to film content or I have to go out and take some outfit photos, I will, you know, work an earlier day. So I could be off by, let's just say 3 PM and I can go and get content in before the sun goes down. Um, so that's, it's, that's really helpful for me. So like I said, all that stuff will be after my full-time job. I will, let's say I have a styling client. I will typically schedule them for like an hour or two after I get off of work so that I have enough time to prep myself. Um, they also fill out like a mini questionnaire beforehand. They'll send me a Pinterest board if they have one. Um, or they'll just send me like outfit inspo that they liked or they like certain things from. So that gives me time to learn a little bit about them and, you know, just kind of start my predictions going. I'll get everything set up for them. So, and that will usually take about an hour, an hour and a half and um, for the call itself. And then 
just after the call, I just really get into it. So I will send over the lookbooks within three days of our call. And I just always feel so inspired after talking to people. So I'll usually get a lot of it done that night because I just get so into it. Um, so yeah, that's what a styling day would look like for me. And I've had a couple of personal shopping clients here. We'll go to Fashion Valley. And those days are a little more chaotic <laughs> because that's not virtual. I have to go in person. And but they're also a lot of fun because I have to set up everything. I like to set up all of their fitting rooms beforehand. So I will go shopping um, to the stores that I think they would like. I have all of their size information. I have everything because we had a call beforehand and I will go pull things from different stores. I'll leave them on hold and then we'll go to the store and I will set up the fitting room for them. I'll put, you know, the outfits together. I'll just set it up so that you can see that there's a story going on here. I didn't just pick random pieces for them. So, um, yeah, those days are fun. They're longer. That will take usually like three hours, those shopping days. So those days are a little bit longer, but those are a lot of fun too. That's awesome. I also love that you mentioned you're like helping people build entire looks, not just like single individual yeah. add to their wardrobe. So I really like Yeah. That. Yeah. Do you take all of your content on your own? Like, do you take all your photos and videos or do you have like someone else help you to, um, create some of your content? No, I do everything by myself. I have a tripod. Um, I'll usually ask my fiance to go with me just because I like to shoot in downtown mm-hmm. and it can be a little uh, sketchy over there sometimes. So yeah, I'll have a tripod with me and he'll usually keep me company if he's, if he can, if not, I'll just go by myself and I'll have to change in my car. It's like, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, I'll do everything by myself. It's, I actually kind of prefer it that way because like I said, um, I feel like I just have the vision for something like that. If I have a, if I have an outfit in my head, I kind of already know the pose that I want to do, um, the scenery that I want in the background, just the angle, I kind of will know. And the tripod allows me to do that. So I kind of prefer it that way anyway, but yeah, I like the company. I wish I had uh, more friends that were into like content creation so that I didn't have to be completely alone. Cause it's pretty awkward when you're doing it alone, you get a lot of people staring at you, but yeah. I love that. Well, if I was still in San Diego, I would totally <laughs> some content creation oh god I know I wish it's so awkward I feel like everybody is um has like just dispersed after Fitum. yes I definitely <laughs> feel during Fitum, I had like my group of girlfriends where we'd all go and like help each other take photos for I know for our Instagrams <laughs> yes I miss that harder nowadays but I love that you're still like getting out there and putting the effort to make good content it- it takes a lot of confidence because there are times where I'm like, you know, what's the point? Especially with the Instagram algorithm these days, it's mm-hmm. horrendous. Like some pictures, I know likes aren't everything, which is why I'm still continuing to do this. But like for certain things, I'll get like 60 likes for something that I actually thought would have done really well. It's something I put a lot of effort into. So sometimes it's kind of, you know, discouraging. But I will say that I heard a quote that has stuck with me and I really love it. Um, it's, it would have, it was something like, let's just say that 60 people requested my services. I would be drowning 
True. can work. It that's a lot of people, but because of society and you see influencers that get eight thousand likes on a picture, it can you know you compare yourself. But if I had sixty people in a year for styling clients, I would consider that a very successful year for myself. So I like to kind of put things into perspective that way too. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a very interesting perspective. Um, I feel like we're as humans, we're always kind of looking up or like to the next thing. So it's like, yeah, you know, maybe a few years ago, if you got 60 likes, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like I'm mm-hmm. so excited. But as you grow, you know, it's like, we're always looking to the next thing. Like, how can I do better? How can I improve? How can I reach more people? But I yeah. think just like continuing to do your thing and um, sticking with it is really yeah. just knowing like it's going to work out in time. And yeah, just like, um, putting effort into it, I think. Yeah. I think just, just knowing too, that I'm doing it because I like it Mm -hmm. and it's something that I have a lot of interest in. And I know there are people that actually do follow that. I know people, they like what I post. So I'm just doing it because it's something that I just genuinely enjoy doing. And I think it could help people. So doing it for that, instead of doing it for the recognition, I think that that's what keeps me going too. Absolutely. Like as long as you're helping a few people and there's like mm-hmm. a couple people who enjoy your content, I feel like that's rewarding. And then obviously all your styling clients and people you work with both in person and online, I'm sure is like a really rewarding part Oh yeah, as well. So yeah, no, when I get my reviews from my clients afterwards, they have a little um, like feedback survey thing. Cause you know, I want to make sure people are happy with their lookbooks and everything. Um, all of the reviews, I I was just shocked. Like, it's easy to get insecure, I think, and be like, okay, well, I hope they like this. You know, this might've been a little out there. I hope they liked it. But reading the feedback is, it just makes me, it just reminds me that I'm doing this for a reason. And I'm obviously good at what I do or else I wouldn't be doing it. And people wouldn't have trusted me. So yeah. Definitely. It's easy to get in your own head, but yeah. Also considering like your audience and the people you're creating content for are people who maybe don't know how to shop for themselves or what looks mm-hmm. good on them. So it's like, you're coming from a point of view of like, that's your expertise. So it's like, yeah. you know, people don't have all the knowledge maybe that you have on this topic. So mm-hmm. being like, okay, I do have value to offer and acknowledging that I think is really important. Go ahead and like plug your Instagram, your okay list any of your socials or anything else that you'd like to include yeah my instagram pinterest and tiktok they're all the same um handles it's paulina lisette p-a-u-l-i-n-a-l-y-s-e-t-t-e and yeah my etsy shop like i said if you're interested in buying my style guide it's paulina lisette media i also have the link in both my tiktok and instagram bios also it's eleven dollars um, but my Etsy shop is Paulina Lisa Media. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed chatting. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much to Paulina for coming on this week's episode. I really enjoyed speaking with her about her industry experience, her personal styling business, as well as all of her styling tips. She was generous enough to offer a special discount code to listeners so you can get $10 off of your first styling service if you mention Flavor of Fashion in the notes section when booking. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode, which will be part two with Victoria Wang, 
and we will be completing our Spring Summer 2023 catwalk reviews. So we'll be chatting about Paris Fashion Week as well as some industry news. You can follow Flavor of Fashion on Instagram at Flavor of Fashion Podcast. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving us a review on Spotify. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I will see you next week for another taste of the world of fashion. Bye guys.